You are listening to the Alouette's Flight Deck, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. All right, folks, we've been clear for takeoff. Welcome to the Alouette's Flight Deck, podcast dedicated to Montreal Alouette's football. I am Tim Capper, and you can find me on Twitter at Repact. That's R-E-P-P-A-C-T. And I'm Cliffy D. You can also find me on Twitter, but at Cliffy D. And the Alouette's Flight Deck podcast is presented by our good friends over at Sportbuff, where right now, if you use the promo code FLIGHTDECK-10, you can save 10% off of your order. Make sure you check out www.sportbuffshop.com. It has been a tough week. You know, it, it's not fun when a league, you know, goes, a league that really has not known strikes of any, t- you know, shape or form in four decades, close to five, if I'm not mistaken, mm. goes on strike. You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't think so in the CFL, but they did. <laughs> they sure did and it wasn't a surprise necessarily but it was one of those things where it, there was talk about it and it was kind of looming overhead but you thought okay after everything that the cfl and its fans have been through over the past couple of years there's no way they're going to do anything that's going to you know just cause the, even the thought of a strike just seemed ludicrous oh like, it, it yeah it and it it hurts i mean you know, I've gone through it before with other leagues that I've liked, and it I, I it still sucks. It, it really, really does. It really, really does. Mm-hmm. Cliff, some yes, something's not right. Something's not right in the in the CFL multiverse. Do you feel it? Yeah, yeah, it's. It's very much an uneasy feeling. Yeah, I, I, I really don't know what's going to happen. And welcome to the Alouette's Flight Deck, podcast dedicated to Montreal Alouette's football. I am Tim Capper, and you can find me on Twitter at Repack. That's R-E-P-P-A-C-T. And I'm Cliffy D. You can also find me on Twitter, but at Cliffy D. And the Alouette's Flight Deck podcast is presented by our good friends over at Sportbuff, where right now, if you use the promo code FLIGHTDECK-10, you can save 10% off of your order. Make sure you check out www.sportbuffshop.com. And and you and I joke many, many a time that when it comes to doing podcasts, and in all the multiple years that I've done podcasts, you and I have said, what days should we actually tape on? You know, and we've done it on Tuesdays. We've done it on Wednesdays. That's usually been the most of the times that we've done it. Mm-hmm. And luckily, tonight is that night. Where wonderful even, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, on a Wednesday. Even though that, you know, we we went into this thing not knowing anything about what was happening, and we yes, there, you know, the strike after potential all close to close to fifty years, and on the second time in fifty years, rather. We get breaking news from the from first to start off with John Hodge over at Three Down Nation, and then it was confirmed by the CFL Cliff that the CFL and the CFLPA have come to a tentative agreement pending uh, pending uh, ratification. We have a new seven year contract, and I can't be any happier. Yeah, I mean, this is this has been quite the week, and even the leaks leading up to it have been kind of stressful in the sense that we didn't know what was going on and just what kind of actions were going to be taken. But uh, lo and behold, I mean, I, th- I think cooler heads finally prevailed. Uh, this is definitely exciting. This is definitely a relief, knowing that we are definitely going to get Canadian football this year, in 2020-22. Oh my gosh! I yeah. mean, still the getting there was not half the fun. I mean, I'm, I'm glad, and yes, it still has to be ratified. It mm-hmm. still has to be presented to the players. They mm-hmm. have to vote on it and accept it. But this is at least a step in the right direction in trying to get things 
back in order and, as far as we're concerned. And I think that most most people who don't know when it comes to unions, most this is a when it, when an announcement is made like this, it means that most more than likely the CFLPA negotiating committee is going to uh, is going to say we want we uh, we like with this thing here you can still look at it but when it comes to voting we suggest not suggest we recommend we we give our our blessing and we think you should this is the best deal and that you should vote for it mm-hmm. that's what will be happening as soon as I wouldn't be surprised as a as a conference call tonight it can and, be that quickly and again i mean that this is the thing like that you pretty much got to get all the players on board with this and i believe it's majority rule i think it can't be unanimous unfortunately that maybe it's just as well but i mean obviously it may not be good enough for some of the players but at the end of the day it's still an agreement it's still something that god willing is going to work for both the league and the players i mean you've got to find a happy medium obviously both sides will have had to give up certain concessions and you know the next coming days we'll find out exactly what those were but at the end of the day you still have to get out there and play football. The teams have to be able to get out there and have football games for fans to go to. So if this if this is step one of hopefully the right path towards something better, then this get excited, folks. That's all there is to it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there are still a lot to talk about because we, we went into this tonight um, going a totally different direction. And I swear cliff that the opening of the show seemed familiar as if we'd already done it before <laughs> uh, oh how, how, i can't i've lost count how many times we've done a podcast you know we said our piece about certain things and then lo and behold breaking news happens once we once it goes out into the twitterverse mm-hmm. or online or however you want to phrase like going viral essentially exactly. once that happens something happens and it just Completely flips the script. <laughs> yeah, it is very possible that we may pivot tonight while taping the episode because it is a fluid situation. We have our eyes glued on social media, so if anything happens to break, um, by all means, or any any of the details leak, we'll make be you know we will be you know, the the podcast gods have been night have been have graced us tonight. So one hundred percent exactly. By all means, by all means, folks, keep checking our socials because uh, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll on on Twitter. We'll we'll mention it as much as possible. I mean, like you know, there's there's still a lot of moving pieces here. There's still a lot going on that we're you know just we're going to be learning about this in the next coming hours, next coming days, so on and so forth. But all all this to say that yes, we will get our Canadian football this year, folks. We will be at Percival Molson Stadium to watch the Alouettes play, and boy, does that feel good to say. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, okay, now, yes, with the, even with this agreement, and there are a couple of things I want to bring up because you know, I if anybody saw what I did on social media over the past couple of days, some interesting ideas were uh, from what was brought out from what Commissioner Ambrosi wrote in his letter to the fans, um, and other information from what was a part of the CFL. Uh, offer I want to talk about, but there really is something more that we need to talk about. And I know Cliff, you and I talk, have gone back and forth this this week in how we've not only expressed our displeasure on how we feel that the strike was communicated, but also how teams did or did not communicate this information. Mm -hmm. And I'll just start because I know, I know there's a lot you want to talk about too, and then I'll chime in. Okay. All right. Um, Okay. Just before I do breaking now from, from John Hodge, the CFLPA has told its members, they plan to conduct meetings with each team over the next few days to explain the bargaining package and answer questions ahead of ratification vote. In the meantime, they have approved a MOA and ended their strike. An MOA, I believe is memorandum of agreement. That is correct, sir. All yep. right. Yep. So, so 
in layman's terms, yeah, no more strike. Back to football. Back to practice. The owl, yeah, well, the owls should be on the field, and Herb Zakowski will have something to watch. <laughs> oh, I was so worried about him. I, I, my heart was breaking for him. But sitting in his hotel room watching Netflix. Oh yeah, I'm 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 torn up for him. <laughs> um. So when it was broken that you know because. Uh, first and foremost, I was surprised. You know, everybody was talking about how that the Alouettes were going to be one of the teams that fell into the same boat as the Alberta teams because of certain labor laws that had, when had to when it came to calling a strike. Mm-hmm. For some reason, and I'm not, I guess I'd have to reach out and try to find out some more information about this because I wasn't able to really get an answer. Is why not the Owls? Because when this was announced, it was seven of the nine teams went on strike. Mm-hmm. And this whole thing with the Alberta teams, I understand, but that was a whole other thing. Oh, geez. That 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 really raised a lot of eyebrows. Yeah, I think it was yesterday, specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, as somebody who was supposed to go to uh, Trois-Rivières to, for the beginning of camp on Sunday, whether or not, you know, no matter what, it was going to be rain or, or rain or shine. I think that, you know, we had planned on going. Something really hadn't broken, I think, until potentially late, unofficially late on Friday. And then something came out, you know, uh, through sources and through other teams stating, you know, that certain things were going to be canceled. That You know, uh, practices were going to be canceled. The Owls did not. The Owls did not put out anything in any way, shape, or form until the next day, uh, until later on that night. Based on potentially a conversation that I had um, with the Alowitz president, Mario Ticini, via Facebook. Very professional, too, by the way. If anybody wants to see it, I have receipts, and I'll be happy, more than happy to show you. Just trying to point out to him that there are fans that may not know about this because you yourself, Cliff, and I think you'll mention this. You know, certain fans were thinking other reasons why practice had not been played, had, had not been held for the Alouettes on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. When you have a when you have a training camp that is an hour and a half away, and you do not live in the city of Trois-Rivières and you're coming from Montreal, or you're coming from elsewhere within Quebec, or even Canada, you need to keep your fans up to date no matter the situation. I don't put any fault on the social media team. None. Because I really think that this may have come from it is just a general decision not to say a thing. Which in which is wrong. Whether you have bonkers fans like Cliff and I, or you just have a fan who just got season tickets and wanted to experience training camp for the very first time, if you have to get up at 6 a.m. or, or 7 a.m. just to get there in time to, for the beginning of camp, and you don't put out any information, if you don't follow social media, how the hell would you have known that the practice was going to be canceled? Or had mm-hmm. been canceled. Now, sure, most teams did put something out around eight fifteen a.m., which is fine. But that's that's the time that they were supposed to start. You know, even the teams out west put something out at the time that it was supposed to start. So two mm-hmm. hours later, you can't you cannot leave your fans hanging. I again, I don't know what the decisions were. I don't know why they were made. But I do, uh, whether it was because of my conversation with Mario or not, I still do applaud them for finally getting a statement out there. But for those fans who had already started to travel, it was too little too late. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we talk about, tra- I've, I've been rambling on about transparency in the CFL. This is that case. Whether it is a, uh, whether it is a union's thing, whether it is an owner thing, you know, just because it's a strike still means you got to put out your information. 
whether people may call it propaganda or not, whether you know whatever side that you are on, information still has to be put out there. And I'm hoping that the Alouettes learned from this. And going forward, we'll put out a statement no matter the situation. Whether, again, whether it's a strike, whether it's a postponement. Because they do, they do well when it comes so far. They've done very well when it comes to transactions during camp times. But this, when you're leaving fans in the lurch and you're trying to bring more fans into the stadium and to connect with them, mm, you got to do better. And I'm hoping that's what you will do going forward. <clears throat> Cliff, the floor is yours. <laughs> well, you summed up a lot of my points, but I will expand on them. Uh, yes, uh, it was actually very late at night when... Uh, you know, yes, we had all, all prefaced this by saying we all agreed that we were going to be going to camp knowing full well that there was the potential of a strike. However, armed with the knowledge that the Alouettes, along with the Stampeders and the Elks, were still going to have practice for, as both Quebec and Alberta supposedly stated, that you have to give 72 hours before you go on strike. Okay, so that means, as far as we were concerned, we could at least attend the first training camp session this past Sunday and then see what happens for the rest. Okay. So we make the plan to go to Trois Rivières. We got a group of us going, you know, at the crack of dawn on a Sunday morning. And as, as I see, uh, like pretty much everybody went to bed early except myself. I just happened to, well, I was actually about to t- turn in. I just happened to go onto social media and start scrolling. And then I see the notice from the CFL players association saying that seven of nine teams We'll be going on strike with the exception of the two Alberta teams. And I'm puzzled because, wait a minute, I thought the Alouettes, being in Quebec, have more or less the same labor laws as Alberta. Uh, So I was trying to scramble around, trying to find some news to see if they're, you know, trying to get a little bit more of an explanation of this. Uh, Finally, speaking with TSN's Farhan Lalji, uh, who was kind enough to reply back uh, to me and sort of give a few talking points as to why it was like this. So it may, you know, at least give some sort of explanation, but at the same time you're left with, Oh, okay. Well, if there's no training camp session now, what do we do? So now I'm stuck in the quandary of when do I let you guys know what's happening as far as training camp? Because (laughs) y'all went to bed and I'm still awake. And like, uh, do I call, do I email, do I text? Like what, what, what do I do? So, Fast forward to Sunday morning, and yes, no camp is happening. However, uh, yeah, the the fact that there was no statement at all from the Alouettes on any of their social media channels alerting anyone and everyone that may be interested in going to Trois-Rivières for the the camp sessions, just to say there's nothing happening, was shocking, to say the least, in the sense that, you know, all the other CFL teams that were going on strike – all of their Twitter accounts had posted basically it was like copy paste the exact same notice saying that yeah. this practice session has been canceled. Uh, didn't say why, just said it was canceled. And I, I guess anyone who could put two and two together would figure out it's due to the fact that the players were going on strike. So every single team, with the exception of the Alouettes, put out this notice. So at least fans knew what was going on. And yes, even though most teams were having training camp at their home stadium, which again, if you live in said city is not such a huge deal to get to. However, if your team is having a training camp far away and you're planning to make the trip to said small place to go watch this training camp session, you're kind of in trouble. But at least the other teams, I believe it's BC and Saskatchewan, for example, are having their training camp in uh, uh, like other cities than their own. Yeah, BC's Kamloops. Kamloops, and I believe it's Saskatoon for... The Riders, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think but so. Point, my point is those two teams were able to put out that same notice that everybody else was. Okay, great. However, the Alouettes, nothing. Whether it was on f- Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I don't really follow TikTok, so I don't know if they put anything on TikTok. I don't believe they did. But nothing from the Alouettes. Like zero. Nada. And it, it, it's it's 
maddening. I'm glad we didn't waste our time to go there to find out. All the Alouettes players did was have like an informal little walkthrough for an hour and then leave. Imagine if we got up without knowing what was going on and just assumed that everything was going to be okay. And we did that essentially for nothing. It turns out a lot of fans did do that. And apparently a lot of fans were left wondering what was going on. Like a lot of them had no idea, A, that the CFL's players were actually going to be going on strike. And B, were not informed of any changes that could be potentially happening. There were at least a number of fans, according to the uh, Alouette's fans' Facebook page, that had made the trip, only to find out that the the, the stadium was locked out to them. So all they could do is kind of like peer over the fence to see kind of what was going on, and that was it. No nothing. I'm pretty sure there was no team officials there to let people know what was going on. It was a matter of the players come out, they did their little walkthrough, and that was it. They may have spoken to the media because I did see a couple of media outlets did post a couple of photos of players participating in this walkthrough. But aside from that, nothing. So unless you ha- you were lucky enough to follow those media outlets on TV or on Twitter, then you had no idea what was going on. It was to the point, Tim, where people were even asking on the, the Facebook pages, why, the, why was practice canceled? Was it because of the weather? Because the weather wasn't supposed to be great, so maybe a lot of people stayed away thinking, oh, it was going to be raining, and you don't want to sit out in the rain and, and watch And it this. ended up being nice. <laughs> well, yeah, there's there's that too. That was the other factor. But again, no notice, no nothing from from the team. Like, no indication. So there was there were a few fans that actually made the trek to Trois-Rivières from Montreal. Oh, I didn't know that. Or the surrounding area for nothing. Like, if you were lucky, you got to maybe say a quick hello to the players afterwards. But it certainly wasn't the experience that they were promising everybody when they had that, that press conference announcing that the Alouettes were going to be having training camp in Trois-Rivières. I mean, like, quite frankly, it just felt like, you know, they were given the bums rush. And that sucks. Like, like I, I like, like imagine the disappointment, Tim. Imagine the disappointment and frustration of those fans who actually went there. So whether it was out of ignorance or you know, sheer hope or what, whatever the reason it was, maybe they truly didn't know what was going on. I mean, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's maddening, quite frankly. I, I feel for these people, especially too, with the price of gas, Tim. I mean, we're at two bucks a liter in Canada for the most part, as far as the, the cost of gas goes. And for our American friends, figure about six bucks a gallon, six, six bucks a gallon, uh, you know, uh, worldwide, you know, gas prices are rising. I mean, shout out to our uh, our lone uh, Russian listener. Uh, it's got to cost like a fuck ton of rubies to to fill up your tank of gas. Point is, gas is expensive. Making the, going on an hour and a half road trip <laughs> is going to cost a fortune. And without letting the fans know what was going on. Oh, by the way, guys, if you were planning to make that trip that we kept talking about for weeks on end, uh, maybe you don't want to do that. I mean, yeah, like gas is not cheap. So, so you know, we understand. It's like, you know, maybe don't bother showing up. The fact that they couldn't do that, Tim, is insulting. It is insulting beyond belief. Like, and I, I was just steaming throughout the day, seeing nothing, absolutely nothing. They were supposed to do a live feed on their, uh, like a Facebook live thing. Yeah. Nothing there. And what was the excuse? They, they actually posted – someone actually posted that, sorry, the link isn't working. We'll update you as to what's going on. Like, wait, what? Come on. Like, like, like it, it's amateur hour. I mean, like, give me a break. So you're telling me that someone had the wherewithal to go on to Facebook and mention this in the hopes that maybe, like, you'd go on and – Maybe they use that as your opportunity to say, hey, listen, guys, we're really sorry. We effed up. We should have mentioned something sooner. There is no camp. Uh, stay tuned for more developments, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you could have done that at least. But no, nothing. Radio silence. Nothing on the social medias. Nothing on this Facebook thing. Absolutely not. You would have had no idea what the hell is going on. Yet every other CFL team is able to go out there and say, oh, hey, guys, by the way, really sorry. Practice is canceled today. Stay tuned for further developments. Take them, what, a whopping 30 seconds to send a tweet or post on Facebook or what have you? And and the Alouettes couldn't do that? Give me a break. I mean, that, like I said, it's it's insulting beyond belief. Like, this is the sort of nonsense that I would expect from previous administrations and just their ham-handed way of running things. Like, we got... 
you know, a, a new administration that had come in and was doing a bang up job in trying to restore the name of the Alouettes. You know, you, t- you talk about communication, you talk about transparency, you talk about all these things that matter to fans and trying to engage the fans and bring the fans back, so to speak. And after two years, because of COVID, because of restrictions, because of this, that, and the other, this was supposed to be the year that the CFL and the CFLPA was supposed to get their act together and put on be, be back to as close to normal as possible for the fans. And you couldn't even do that properly, or at least the Alouettes couldn't do that properly. And again, I understand it's not this you know the team's fault that this has happened. It, it was bound to happen no matter what. But you know what? You could have gotten in front of it a simple message just to say, "Hey, hold your horses. Don't you know? Don't make that trek just yet." But we're working on it. Something, anything, mm-hmm. just to you know, let fans know what the heck is going on. Yeah. The fact that you couldn't do that is, as I said, it's insulting. And and here's the thing. Here's the real question. Hey, too. by the way, I had I had I had some knowledge that the that the information went out to the press about the strike at eight thirty eight thirty a about eight fifteen eight twenty a.m. on Sunday. Okay, so yes, and, and it makes sense to announce it to the media. And it's not the media's job to go around and tell everybody for the team, like, don't bother coming to Trois de Rivière because there's no practice going on. It's, it's absolutely not. It's the team's responsibility because they're the ones that, who made the whole big hoopla about having Alouette's training camp in Trois de Rivière. So it's not the media's job to let fans know what's going on when it comes to like the fact that practice is essentially canceled. Or not happening. Like, and again, like, even if you were, were to say, okay, well, if you made the trip, and you can come here and watch them do their little walkthrough. Could even do that, apparently. So, I mean, it's it just adds to the frustration. Yeah, I get but, it. But, but here's the thing, and this is the question I really, truly want to ask: How does a team who has prided itself over the past few weeks to the point of like practically breaking their own arm, patting their own back? on how proud they are of being able to communicate with fans to the point that they had players call season ticket holders and say, Hey, thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you for standing by us. We appreciate you. You've got our back and we've got your back. Uh, Going and hiring someone from the media to help tell the story, to help provide content, to help improve the social media of the team. How does a team who has prided themselves on all this transparency and communication and being able to reach out and touch people, how is it that nobody, absolutely nobody, is able to handle just a simple task of sending a tweet or a message or something on social media saying, don't bother coming due to circumstances beyond your control? Something simple like that. I, I, I mean, I'm sorry. It's just, it brings back bad memories of the mismanagement of the past, which I thought we were past that. I thought that the, I thought those days were over. And Sunday was just a, a reminder, like a, a bright and hard slap in the face reminder of that 2015 to 2019 debacle that was the Montreal Alouettes and how they ran things. And quite frankly, like I'm, I've had some time to sit and think about this and I'm, I'm just disappointed that it, it, that things were allowed to get that bad again, and I'll I'll echo what you said: do better, be better. Mm-hmm. Like I I know this this administration is better than that. They were taking some great steps, and sim- simply put, they got to own this and be better about it. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. We love you, Alice. We're not saying we're not like we've seen some stuff, you know, cancel culture on some guys, you know, saying there's a strike and it's they're going to leave the Alouettes. We're not we're not doing that. We would we wouldn't have been around. I wouldn't have been around for 25 years as a season ticket holder if I was just going to up and leave. It it would probably take a had to take a lot more for me to just say bye-bye. We just want you to improve every year. You need to improve. This, you know what, this, this, unfortunately, twenty-two to twenty-three. This is one of those years. You need to prove, improve more. Like I said, you you guys have made a lot of headway, and I, I you know I give credit where it's due. I'll give you your flowers when you've earned them. But the, by that same token, if you mess up, I, I got to call it out. Yeah, that's that's all there is to it. I and agree. you know what? 
it, it's just I, I'm going to at this point let it be a teachable moment that in the future going forward. Hope, well, I mean, again, if this is going to be a seven year deal, then this is something you hopefully won't have to worry about for another seven years. But I don't, at the end, at it, the end it, of the day, yeah, it just comes down to let us know what's going on. Like it, it's not hard. How how long does it take you to send a tweet? Five seconds, ten seconds mm-hmm. at the most, depending on your internet connection. I mean, it's or just copy paste from the other teams. That's <laughs> basically if nothing, what, what was if done. Nothing, if nothing else, like like I said, the template is right there. Yeah. Like, what were you afraid of? Yeah. Like, what what do you think was the worst that was going to happen? Yeah. Um, from uh, this is from Dave Naylor from part of the email that was from the CFLPA that was sent to the uh, to the players. We will inform the league that we have approved a memorandum of agreement and that we have ended our strike. We believe your clubs will want to start training camp soon, and you should expect to hear from them. That's from Dave Naylor uh, with a piece of the tweet, a piece of the email that was sent from the CFLPA to to its players. So... Uh, now, so, is is this? By the way, before I go any farther, do you agree with what Cliff and I have said? Do you disagree? We want to know. We want to know how you, the fans, whether you're an Owls fan or, or you're a from fan from across the country or across the world, let us know how you feel. Many ways you can do it. You can let us know on Twitter, as we said before, or you can also reach out to us at at our main Twitter account at Alouette's FL Deck. You can let us know on our Facebook page. Just do a search for, uh, for Alouette's Flight Deck Pod. Instagram. Um, leave a note on our YouTube page on one of our on, on this particular episode. Leave a note. Let us know what you think. Or if you want, send us an email. You can send us an email to either Alouette's Podcast at gmail.com or, or, yes, there's more, Cliff. More? Send me, a, send me an email directly at tim.capper at alouettesflightdeck.ca or clifford.pine at alouettesflightdeck.ca. There you go. Let so, us know. Now, for whatever reason, if you don't want to, if you want your comments to be made public and you, but you still want to get your, your thoughts across, yeah. Drop us an email. Yeah, people people do still read emails, right? I think so. Yeah. I think okay. so. Okay, well, yeah. we'll do that. Or DM we'll us, that. DM us on Facebook. That's that's that thing. Yeah. Um, Listen, unlike it, the Alouettes, there is no shortage of ways to communicate with us, and I promise we will get back to you. Yeah. Now, is this the long? I, I can't confirm this. Is this the longest contract that the CFL and the CFLPA have ever signed? The longest in recent memory, because the last. Uh, couple of cbas have been about five years which is i've taken it as sort of like the norm so for them to go seven years is pretty impressive especially too when you consider that the original first laughable offer by the league was a 10-year deal which yeah that was i mean my goodness so much can change in 10 years if it was if it was real where there was no increase to the salary cap if that was real see that that's where you again uh, another note from dave naylor uh, hearing the settlement allows players to make some gains on the health and safety front, getting additional coverage span for rehab from injuries. Okay, that's that's very positive. Well, that is, considering that I think one of the things was is that the CFL wants to bring back limited padded practices. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that I can understand. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think this is. Yeah. Hey, we're 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 doing this live. We're doing this live, so to speak. Yeah. So to speak. <laughs> I mean, folks won't hear about it until the next day. But I mean, yes, for all intents and purposes, yeah. we're doing this live. <laughs> is this seven-year CFL CFLPA agreement the longest ever signed? Well, there you go. I mean, you know. Uh, and let's not forget too. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the uh, deal with TSN also come, uh, that the CFL has comes to an end. I think after this season. Yeah. I, I 
I imagine it's going to get renewed, and I imagine, uh, well, I'm ho- I guess the league is hoping to get more money out of TSN for it, which would be nice if that means better coverage, better marketing, uh, better promotion of the players, and making sure that each team gets their sort of piece of the pie. Uh, if not, I don't know if that means a potential bidding war could take place uh, among other networks, which, again, I I kind of wonder if that would actually happen. But Well, with yeah. all these days of streaming, including DAZN, and yes, I will say it, Rogers. You know, it's it just depends on what it just depends on on what the league does when it comes to potentially opening up the network game, the, the games themselves to other networks within the same you know within the same year or whether to alternate. Uh, alternate stations on, you know, within the TSN, uh, within the CTV family, etc. I don't know. But I mean, this is stuff that's been talked about for ages now. So I mean, like it's it's an opportunity that's potentially there, especially now if you've got this uh, collective bargaining agreement that will, you know, God willing, be signed, sealed, and delivered, and at least the players know where they stand for the next couple of years, and. If there's any provisions allowed that if the league were to gain significantly as far as being broadcast partners with TSN or anyone else, that the players will also get a little more, a little bit bigger piece of the pie as well. Mm-hmm. It can only be, like, I imagine there has to be something that's kind of fluid in that sense as well, like something that would allow the players to feel like they're a partner in the league as well. And I think yeah. that's something that should have been happening from day one is to try and include them as much in the process as possible because this divide had the potential to get really, really ugly. And thankfully it didn't, I didn't see a whole lot of mudslinging or anything like that. Uh, I think it was just a matter of, look, we're this close. Let's just get a deal done. Well, they yeah, were, it did take a couple of, it did take a couple of days. It did take, you know, cancellation they, of training camp sessions for it to happen, but right. And there were comments, like there were comments when Randy sent out that letter to the fans about to, to lay out what they had offered. A lot of people were not happy. I, I can't remember. There were terms used about, you know, how people felt. By the way, some sad news. Uh, in a statement from Fake Gainer, uh, this account has not, been, has not reached a deal with associated parties. This account will remain on social media strike until an effing deal is reached. <laughs> Stay strong, Faker. Oh, we got your back. that's epic. If you haven't, by the way, follow Fake Gainer on social media, on Twitter. <laughs> you have to. You have to. It's, it's, it's gold. It really is. One of the things that was talked about, um, which I may or may not have been included in the current uh, agreed-upon seven-year CBA, is a... I guess we could say it was a fund that was going to pay for or compensate, compensate players for when they do community work and or promotions, which I found very interesting considering that I had talked about it. It wasn't that long ago, you know, cause it being something that was, that was used in the last collective bargaining agreement for the arena football league before it folded in 2019. Mm-hmm. And it, it was very interesting to see that actually put into the CBA. Um, you know, I guess it was a way of promoting more money for the, for the players, you know, outside of what they were supposed to make on their game checks, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how much it was per team, but I know they, I think they were talking about, I think it was 8.4 million, I think total. I think, please somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Wow. <laughs> I think that's what it was. But when you, when I know I mentioned it to you, when you see that to me is a little bit of an innovation. Now, yes, it is. I think we were told, I was told on social, somebody answered me saying that it was something that was a part of the league, but it was never within the CBA itself. Hearing this type of news, 
of it potentially staying in there and this being offered to players. When you when I mentioned this to you, what were your initial thoughts on it? Well, as I said earlier, uh, my my hope with this particularly this particular uh, collective bargaining agreement is that the owners feel like they're a little bit more a part of the process. Like they're also like a, like a potential partnership, so to speak. And I'm wondering if a move like this kind of just helps strengthen or solidify that belief that, you know, you are a part of this league as well. You, yes, you are players and you're part of the team, but at the same time, you're also part of this league. And perhaps having a fund like this just sort of helps reinforce that idea so that, you know, you you do feel like you have to get involved with your community and you do have to help strengthen that that core that that comes with being a member of the Canadian Football League as well as playing in the Canadian Football League mm-hmm. like to help to help develop and grow the game. Uh, you know, just even something simple like uh, going out to schools and reaching out to kids, trying to help them better themselves, It you know, ab- above and beyond football itself, but help them become better members of society as well. And, and if- I, correction, it was uh, in Randy's missive, I don't know what to call it, uh, propaganda? Do we dare? Do we dare call that? What he sent out? Propaganda? So I guess some people I, call it that. When, for, when he, for lack of a better term. Yeah, uh, fi- I listed at five point nine four million dollars in guaranteed compensation paid for community outreach and promotional appearances league wide. Mm. So less than a million per team. But I'm curious. I'm I'm curious to know if if an X amount could just be given to one player. I'm curious. I'm actually. That's one of the things that interests me. Ooh. You know what I mean? It, do you give your star player, you know, uh, 10 grand as an example? I'll just say, I'll just use because my math is bad and 5.94 million per team is, uh, I mean, overall is, you know, it's not chump change. It's not, no. Um, but, but you use as are, are you suggesting that they use it as sort of a bargaining chip when it comes to like negotiating contracts? Like easy, if you go and easy. you make X number of X number of appearances for the community, we'll pay you this much. Easy, six hundred sixty thousand dollars per team. <laughs> That's not chump change. No, absolutely not. And listen, especially too, if you're one of those players making the league minimum, I mean. It, I'm sure you'd appreciate, you know, an extra thousand bucks, two thousand bucks thrown your way, you know, to be a part of the team, to be a part of the, doing community outreach programs and things like that. I mean, people talk about, you know, maybe do it out of the goodness of your heart, and that's all well and good. But at the same time, <laughs> if the team's got to arrange to get you to these events, or you got to get there on your own, then, I mean, it makes it a little bit easier when the team's willing to at least front you a few bucks to. To go and be a part of this uh, event, whether it's like I said, doing a you know a stay in school program or you know volunteering your time with uh, you know youth football or what have you, I mean, I'm, I'm sure like you know a lot of players would be happy to do that of their own, just because I'm sure somebody at one point in their life volunteered their time and efforts to help them become the football players they are today, mm-hmm. and yeah, there is that option of pay it forward and it's all well and good to say yeah i'd like to be able to do that to help the future but it makes it a little bit easier and you're a little more motivated i think if you know someone were to help if nothing else defray the costs of you being able to participate in such a program so right uh, know, yeah, it, yeah. It, this is all stuff that would be interesting to find out and see if that's really the the crux of this it, uh, it could be used as a chip as a bargaining chip i mean considering too that if it is true that some of some partial uh Partial salaries are going to be guaranteed now. That's going to be huge. See, that's why we are happy to, to bring you the news tonight. But also, this this is going to carry obviously carry over because we're hoping for camp this week. Be able to go to camp for this long Victoria Day weekend. Mm. And they talk about yeah. and talk about it on Wednesday, including more information that comes out from the collective bargaining agreement. Because, Absolutely, because there were there were some things I'm very interested about. There really mm-hmm. are. So no, there, there's obviously a lot of moving pace, pieces here, and you know, there's a lot of stuff that, that we're going to have to sift through. But I mean, it's still new. So I mean, we're we, this is we we got at least another week's worth of stuff to sort of sit and go over as these details become 
you know, available. Yeah. It's, it's all, as I say, it's current, it's all fluid. Um, But follow up. Sorry to interrupt you from Dave Naylor. Union gained small annual increases in percentage of league revenue applied to revenue sharing during the final five years of the deal. Interesting. Mm. Well, that's that's interesting. It is. And it speaks to what I was talking about with the uh, deal for TSN, like uh, like whether you renegotiate and renew with TSN or God forbid, go to another broadcasting partner. No doubt it's going to go up. Like, you know, the, the, the rights for the CFL games are going to go up. Yeah. But, you know, and I guess that means, too, if they go up, that means more profit for everybody, for all nine teams. And maybe that means also as well the players who, again, that's what people tune in for. People aren't tuning into Alouette's games to see the general manager or the, uh, you know, the, the ticket people or, you know, anyone in, you know, anyone in the offices. They're there to see the players. So the players definitely should be getting their their piece of the pie. So this yeah. is... I'm sure one of the big sticking points, too, because I, I know this was a huge sticking point, was when it came to the auditing. Because that was a, seemed, that seemed to be a huge sticking point. Well, let's not forget, two years ago, when COVID had pretty much reared its ugly head, there was a Canadian Football League that went to the government, hat in hand, looking for, you know... You know, a bit of money to help uh, possibly get the season going, yeah. and try to help that out. And came down to a simple matter of, well, show us the books, show us what's what's doing. You know, let us let us help you, but we we need. And the CFL flat out refused to do it. Yeah, uh, they, they they'd rather cut off their nose to spite their face that in in twenty twenty to do that. Yeah. So now, are ha, have they learned their lesson? Have have they realized that hey, maybe we need to be a little bit more open and honest about what's going on like what you know the money that comes in and out of the league and all nine teams maybe now this is you know maybe we're finally going to get a little bit more of that transparency that we've been clamoring for yeah um while not it doesn't affect us uh, Dave Naylor is also reporting hearing Monday May 23rd the preseason game bombers at riders will be moved the announcement is expected for Thursday Wow, for Thursday night football. No, 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 no. They're going to announce it. The what's going to happen? Oh, my mistake. I misunderstood you. On the nineteenth, on May nineteenth. All right. Because yeah, I I think that was one of the things was uh, if the 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 league and the players union couldn't get their their act together, that game could have been canceled and. Again, like this that's, is where the, the owners have to. It, it may be preseason revenue, but that's still revenue. It's still revenue, and you also have to consider too, like people that work in the stadium itself are, you know, they want to know what's going on too. Like, do do they have to show up for work, or do they have a job to show up to on uh, on game day, or not, or what's going on with that? So, you know, there's there's definitely a lot of pressure, I think, to get this dealt with quickly because it would definitely suck for the for the team. To lose out on this revenue, it would suck, out, suck for the players to miss an opportunity to actually get some actual game experience. I mean, it's just a lose-lose situation all around. Exactly. Uh, Naylor, somebody asked Naylor, uh, they're talking about the ratio. He believes, as it was already hinted at, it'll be six Canadians, one naturalized Canadian. But I think it was supposed to only start in 2023. We'll see. So... Well, and I know that particular sticking point was uh, much debated, shall we say, because, you know, like, how, how does it exactly work as far as, like, if it's, for example, like a player that's played at least four years, I believe was the, the idea behind it was that if you played for the same team for four years or you've played in the league overall four straight years and maybe three years of the same team, then you'd be considered one of those naturalized Americans. Yeah. But then if you get traded to another team, does that reset or does that still count? Or how does that affect the naturalized American that's already on the team if another player is traded there? I mean, it's, again, one of those situations that definitely needs a little bit more clarity on and how that whole process works. So, I mean, that that would be interesting to see as well. Yeah. 
everything's again, everything is fluid. So, um, yeah, again, if you're listening to this, if you want to listen to any of our previous episodes, you can go to our, our, our webpage over at alouettesflightdeck.ca. Um, also, there is some, there's some new merch. We relaunched, we launched two new, uh, two new, uh, shirts. Uh, take a peek at them. One kind of reminds me, it's like, it's like a training camp shirt in a way. Cause very minimalistic. Um, but they're now currently available there. Uh, other than that, was there any other thing that we were going to talk about? Cause obviously this is a fluid situation. Uh, there were, I mean, there, the other thing that we can talk about is the, uh, the addition, and I don't know how this how this occurred, but I mean, we have a new defensive and special teams assistant coach in David Deschamps, uh, who yes. was the club's equipment manager. Mm-hmm. Um. Now it's funny for me what that begs a difference. A, who's our Who's our new equipment manager? Or does he still retain that title? Like, expected to wear doubt multiple it, hats. Doubt it. Doubt it, dude. I'm sure he has an assistant. They have to, uh, you know, it's not something that, it's something that you have to go to the webpage and find out for yourself, I would imagine. <laughs> I'm dead serious. That, I guess to them, this won't be a big deal uh, who, who the club's equipment manager is as long as he's qualified. I suppose, but. <laughs> Listen, I, I mean, here's the thing. Like, uh, I think the Alouettes, they got to, when it comes to, like, you know, getting information out there right now, I mean, like I said, I'm a little gun shy when it comes to any information that I'm, I'm receiving lately. Again, hopefully now that'll change, but yeah, um, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think right now it's just like, okay, you know, like, I don't, I don't think anyone cares right now about what, uh, let's just get the team back on the field and get them back to training camp. And let's just focus on that. Oh, <laughs> uh, thoughts on Cameron artist pain p- placed on a suspended list. Somebody asked me about that. And I said, well, it's p- potential that yes, he just didn't want to report or B he's having issues getting into Canada. I want to believe it's the latter. And maybe too, also with the, uh, this looming strike, maybe he too is like, well, maybe I, maybe I'm better to wait and see what happens. Like, mm-hmm. You know, even even though the players were were being housed and fed still, I mean, you know, maybe he just decided like, well, if you guys are going on strike and God forbid it turns into a long thing, maybe I'm better off just to stay at home with my family. Yeah, could be could very well be something like that. Could be you know visa issues. I mean, could be a number of things. So I'm hoping it's just a temporary thing because, yeah, there's uh, you know. All of a sudden, there, there's quite the running back group in uh, in Montreal, but I consider Cameron Artist Payne to be a part of that. Of so, course, I mean, like, of course. So I, I'm hoping it's just something as simple as just getting the the visa right, or he was just waiting to see what was going to happen with this whole CBA thing, and then it's just a matter of get on a plane and get your butt over to Trois Rivières. Right. Um. I think that was was that the biggest thing that was announced by the team i mean did you recognize any of the player names that the alouettes signed uh this past monday and wednesday uh not really i mean there's also let's not forget to ahmad thomas uh, who was our starting middle linebacker was also on on the suspended list as well yeah it's true and once again could be something simple as just waiting to see what happens with the uh the cba or could be visa i mean typically when it comes to things like that that's what the hope is. It's just something as simple as that. And then now that th- now that this is being cleared up, that you know, let's get these guys in camp as soon as possible. Because again, they were both major contributors to the Alouettes last year, and I'm excited to see what they can do this year. So hopefully, that's all it is. Get them to camp. Get get back to work. That's what it comes down to. Now is get back to work. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'm trying to think if this. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we can chat about before we let you go because this obviously it's a fluid situation as we said but it's still it's uh, time to get this information out to the out to the fans so you guys can actually agree or disagree with this so <laughs> well and this is it like everything is so fresh right now and like as it stands like you and i we were wondering what we we're going to do this weekend like are are we going to be able to go to camp is there going to be a camp like what our what's plans going were on? so much more dude we had such great ideas uh, oh, big time crap did we I mean, 
I, I mean, that's just it. And it, it wasn't just a matter of, okay, put them on pause. because Alowitz, flight, dick, um, uh, HQ. That's all I got to say to everybody. Alowitz, flight, dick, HQ. Yep. That's, that's what it was. No, like I said, lots of great ideas in mind. You know, we, we talked them out, and it's just a matter of, like, well, I mean, we can't completely throw them in the garbage, but at the same time, it's like, well, maybe we're just not going to be able to pull it off because of yeah. all of this. So, I mean, yeah. it's, like, now now we're now we're kind of in, like, okay, now we got to, you know, take a step back, reassess, see if we can do it, or if it's just one of those things, like, okay, it's just, it's not going to happen. So, I mean, it's, yeah. like I said, this is all happening live you know, as you're listening to live this on one. tape, um, yeah. a reminder to people about the sport buff, uh, flight crew seats. Uh, we will see if there's any changes to the schedule itself, but we are planning on finalizing everything on how to win, how to, uh, how to apply, apply, how to put your name into the draw for these, for these seats, for the, for the preseason game. That will be it. We're going to try to figure that over the next week. And by next show, if the game, preseason game stays where it is, currently is, uh, the home game, then we will, I think it's, yeah, we'll we'll get, start it next week. If I, I think, if I'm, if my schedule's right in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, it'll always be the week prior to the game that we are going to do the giveaway. Yeah. So. Make sure you're tuned in. Make sure you're subscribed to the Flight Deck, uh, however however it is that you listen to us. And if you listen to us on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed there as well. Don't forget, we are still desperate to give away that beautiful satin retro jacket. So if there you go, if you if if if, by, if if you do nothing else, folks, with everything that's going on, as I said, like some of the ideas that we had, you know, they're not completely trash. Right now, they're just kind of on pause, and we'd like to be able to unpause them. And a lot of that does involve our YouTube channel as well. So it it really does behoove you all to subscribe to the Alouette's Flight Deck YouTube channel. Yeah, you can find it. Just type in Alouette's Flight Deck. As they said, they've got a whole bunch of interviews that are up there right now. We are planning to do a lot more with it, but we really do need you all to push us over that hump, get us to the yeah. like hundred plus subscribers. And who knows if you help I- us with that. You, you could walk away from I'm, pretty sweet swag. I, I'm, te- I'm teasing it this week. Very oh so. We got some great news this past week about something that we want to do. And fans, we're pumped. <laughs> I'm leaving it at that. Breaking other news from Dave Naylor, uh, Cliff. Ratio update. Eight starting Canadians, one of whom is a nationalized Canadian, a veteran American with at, at least three years of the same team or four in the league. Three other nationalized Americans can play up to 49% of all snaps on offense or defense. Holy crap. Who is going to be policing this? Uh, wow. Who's going to be policing this? <sighs> Meanwhile, Chris Jones, like, all of a sudden, he got very tight in the pants. <laughs> okay, okay. You had brought it up, last comment, uh, last quick thing before we go. Do you think fans, may, when it came to Chris Jones and the Alberta teams, being able to practice, I've seen a lot of comments and a lot of great responses. Do you think the extra days of practice, because there have been rumors, I think according to the Turf District, an extra, uh, I think it was up to an extra 200 snaps, that they will be, that these two teams will be ahead of the other seven franchises well if they don't take advantage of this and they look pretty friggin' stupid as far as i'm concerned like th- this is look they played the hand they were dealt like this is just how the laws in, in alberta work and it should have been the same way in quebec i i really thought that's how it was too so the yellowheads could have been in that same boat as well you take it the, the, this is a gift as far as i'm concerned like it's just a, a great circumstance that worked out for them more power to them that's just how it works sometimes and believe me these fans that are complaining about it, if their team had, like, if they were exempt from labor laws uh, as a result in the same vein, you don't think they'd be they'd be wanting their teams to take full advantage of something like that too? Come on, I'm sorry, like that's oh look, yeah, I, I don't fault the Elks or the Stampeders at all, but you know what? If anything, I think the pressure is on because if they stumble out of the gate and they go like zero and three, zero and four, 
I'm sure a lot of people are like, what the heck? You had extra practice time that the other teams it'll didn't be, have. It'll be so fun to see and all the more reason to hate the Alberta teams. I mean, listen. And the Owls got the Calgary first. Hmm? Hmm? Well, there you go. So, By I mean, the way, a uh, quick uh, an update or an addendum to what Dave Naylor state, stated. Yes, it is still eight Canadians, one of whom will be a nationalized Canadian, veteran American, at least three years on the same team, or five in the league, not four. Five years in the league. Wow. So, there are, yeah. So, I think, you know what? We're, we're, I think we'll leave it at that, Cliff, because I said there's a lot more information to come. Stay tuned to all of our socials. We will keep you up to date as best as we can. We're hoping to be at camp this weekend. Um, and well, the nice, the nice thing is there will be a camp to be had. So now, yes, just when we just don't know what's happening this weekend. So I think we will. You and I got to make plans. So we do. <laughs> whether we stay a day or not, we'll have to figure this out. Um, so yeah, then we'll, we'll go from there. But uh, again, keep, keep following us on social media. Alouette's FL deck, uh, Cliff at, at Cliffy D myself at repact R E P P A C T. And, uh, Hey Cliff. Yes. Football's back, baby. Back like it never left. That's right. That's right. Can't be mad at that. Nope. It, it, It was not the way we expected it. It's not the way it should have gone, but you know what? It is what it is. Let's move forward. Let's yep. get some damn football going and all will be right again. Agreed. So for everybody here at the Alouette's Flight Deck, for Cliffy D, I'm Tim Capper. We're on Final Approach. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.